everybody welcome to the pc perspective podcast we're at episode 633 this is being recorded on june 16 2021 i'm sebastian peak i'm jeremy holstrom i'm josh walrus i'm brett van spermberg and i did send out an email that just you haven't gotten it yet hmm. and i'm hmm. kent burgess and i haven't gotten the email either i got you the will. email i got that's how i knew i had I to do the show tonight yeah hmm. and you can be notified like me, when we're going to be going live by going to pcper.com slash subscribe and join our spam list where we'll send you an email every week that says, hey, we're about to go live or any other special event. And then you can also support the site. This is where we go all NPR on you for like 30 seconds. Don't worry, it's not going to be too long. Support the site, patreon.com slash Brett. News on that front. You know, we do have some news on that front, and I want to thank everybody very much for the continued support that they've uh, lower than been able to do. This mixer, let's um, see. Can, can you bring me down to NPR level, please? Are we there You've yet? already done that to yourself. Okay. All right. But in all seriousness, thanks, everybody, for your continued support on Patreon. It's what keeps the wheels on this uh, bizarre bus spinning around. We really appreciate it. Last week, we had some really special people near and dear to my heart, but... Uh, Last week, there was also someone who was who came in late and tried to comment on something that we were doing, and unfortunately, I missed it until tonight, so I wanted to give them a very special thank you, and, and they changed their name to Touch My Ground Loop, if we can recall what that means. Josh, can you demonstrate the ground loop for us, please, while we wait for that? There it is. Blessed ground loop. And thank you very much for your support, and uh, the yes. ground loop, this one's for you this week. Yes, the holy ground loop. Josh, uh, speaking of ground. Ground Ground loops. beef. Ground burgers. beef. Burgers. Not much of a stretch. A, Burger of the week. I'll tell you, it was, you. it was a classic this week. It was um, probably one of the better ones I've ever had there. And that's saying a lot because I'm a big fan of that. But I tweeted out today. Today looks like a fiesta, and it was. It's the fiesta burger. The Fiesta Burger is comprised of two beef patties topped with guacamole, chipotle, sour cream, fresh cut jalapenos, diced tomatoes, shredded lettuce, topped by shredded cheddar cheese. It was literally a party in my mouth. And the fries were a little overdone, but not horribly so, but still quite tasty and let me tell you that that combination of the ground beef it was it was like a great street taco in burger form it was absolutely fantastic and i i i don't know how long they're gonna have it here but but you should make a trip to laramie wyoming for the fiesta burger because it's that good how it's okay if you were to rank these burgers burger list uh-huh where is this? This is a nine point five. Really, nine point five out of ten. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. Was it one of your top five this year? I'd say so. Yeah, easy. And it didn't make me feel nearly as bad as the Krakatoa burger. So, AMD big announcement this morning. Not really though, and they didn't even tweet about it. They've retweeted a couple of their system integrator partners, but uh, this kind of came out of the blue. Although we'd seen some leaks some pictures that had come up and been taken down but i'm talking about the radeon rx 6900 xt lc or liquid cooled which i'm on the main gear page some people were citing main gear this morning i did i double checked my email i did not get a press release from amd for this but it says fast just got faster the 6900 xt liquid cool graphics card featuring the breakthrough rdna2 architecture Top of the line graphics card, and it's got a 120 millimeter radiator on it. In an era where we've shifted to 240s for the AIO equipped graphics cards, some sp- some comments about that on social media today because this is a 330 watt card, I believe. So let's hope that is enough. Actual specs on this. I think uh, it was Tech Power. Wait, can you actually slides. click on Buy Now and see if you can get it? Well, I can buy a whole main gear PC. 
with it now. Oh. Because yeah. oh. this is only being released through system integrators right now. I assume OEM as well, but it's it's not being distributed to the in the public retail channel. People that want it? Right. Well, yeah. I mean... It's okay. The miners would poach it anyways. Exactly. So as is being reported by Tech Power Up, 12% higher core and memory clocks, 10% higher power. Here is a slide. This is apparently via video cards. So the 6900 XT LC has a 2250 megahertz game clock up from 2015 with the non-liquid cooled version. And the TDP is up 30 watts. Or total board power, TBP. What do you guys think? You excited? Can't wait. Yay. I, I, I noticed what Digital Storm tweeted about it. It's a little ominous. It says... Ooh, do you think they'll, uh, think they'll ship with it? Think they'll get some? Well, let's see here. Digital Storm actually built really high-end stuff, so probably, yeah. Well, their their tweet is, this just in, new AD, uh, AMD Radeon RX 6900 XT liquid-cooled, limited run only. Oh. So this is... This isn't going to be around sounds for very like, long. Sounds like more of an observation than an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be around long. Well, it's like, hey, yeah. they made 100 of these. We're so excited. <laughs> Order today. Yeah, that's kind of it, yeah. I think it was maybe Power Color who had kind of leaked this early. Anyway, I don't hear a lot of excitement about this car. It's it's not new silicon, but it's running faster because it's liquid cooled. Liquid it is running. I mean, 200 plus megahertz on game clock. That's that's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious how it handles some of the other cooling around the card because some of those, you know power phases like to have some actual air blowing over them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We've seen designs. Yeah, strange that way. Where you have like the blower fan for the VRMs and then everything else goes out to the AAO. And in those cases, the 120 makes perfect sense. If they're cooling everything off of this, it will probably reach a saturation point with that liquid. You'd think that a loop that small would not be able to withstand 330 watts. I don't, maybe not. By the way, um, well, I mean, it's only three, 30 more than the base card, which is air cooled. So, but it's a yeah, in theory, fan. Uh, true. I don't know. It is well. It's think of it this way: they needed to get rid of those ninety-five ninety uh, all-in-one liquid cooler <laughs> solutions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of what I was seeing. Be interesting that, to see if you can flash your sixty-nine hundred to this if you've actually got third-party water cooling. And that, that could be interesting. Oh, those 295X2s, they pulled enough power. I remember, I think Ryan had to do two power supplies for the SLI setup. A thousand watt plus, like another 750 or something for the second wow. GPU. Mm-hmm. Crossfire, not SLI. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. Sorry, AMD. Could have gotten in trouble. Not scan line interleave. That's 3D. Definitely not. No, that was right. a much better implementation. Going once, going twice, gone on that story. Windows 11. None other than Ouch. Paul Throt has offered his first impressions. He's he's wait wait. Up. Wasn't Windows 10 the last version of Windows ever? I mean, it, look, what happened here? It, it, this is the last time that asking the question what version of Windows you were on would make sense, because Windows I mean, was, as a service is now. That's right. That was the story. It's been that way for a long time. Followers, followers of Paul Six Throt. Six years. No. That it's, uh, it's been at least a couple of years since he started doing a, pretty much exactly this, which is creating a Windows desktop experience that looks like OS X. Uh, that doesn't look like OS X. That looks the, like the Windows okay, so I need you to, okay. X or whatever. I need you to click on the start button in the lower left-hand corner. There's nothing there. Uh, what do you mean? It's always there. Okay. It's always there. Brett, uh, I would hope that you've used... Um, Mac OS enough to know that the Look, dock with the centered large icons. Sorry, I my docks are all on the left. I that's okay. That's not the way it ships. But <laughs> this and you can move this dock to the left too. But this and even the the start menu that comes up looks an awful lot like the settings panel of Mac OS in the like the Big Sur era. 
So hmm. it's just it's just kind of. But like, did you have widgets? Uh, yeah, they have they have widgets. Widgets are coming back. Are they? Yeah. yeah they, anyway, they it's, were it's not Windows very 11. useful. Twenty one nine sixty six point one is the dev build that's been out there. It's been been leaked. Uh, some mega upload. You could just get the ISO. He has articles about like clean installing it and just there's different screenshots what it looks like. It it what it looks like is Windows ten point one. So, you know they did Windows eight and then eight point one was quite. Didn't a you bit mean ten X? Yes, that's what I was talking about. Windows ten X. You know oh, the one right, that died. Yeah, except yeah, this is basically, it didn't. It just got yeah. rebranded. Do you think that's what they did here? No. You think somebody just leaked sort of 10x looks, and re, and changed a few they, files so it reads Windows 11? They kind of real? they kind of borrowed some design elements though. I, yeah, I mean, Windows borrowed some design elements from the Macintosh, and then Bill Gates's uh, Look, argument in court was, "Well, we both sold it from Xerox." Right. Great so. artists steal. Great artists steal. And that's a, that's no, a quote. What Jobs said was great artists ship. So apparently Gates did both. Mm. Thought anyway. it was steal. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to steal. I guess we'll just move on from this. This is going to be the fastest podcast ever. We'll spend 45 <laughs> minutes on the on the Meshlicious. Noctua. We talked about this last week. The NHP1. Fanless enthusiasts collectively orgasmed as this, this product went on sale at Newegg. And then it and then all the orders were canceled. Oh no. And uh Noctua slapped Newegg's wrist and said, No, no, no. This isn't for sale. And it's not a hundred dollars either. It's actually a hundred and nine dollars and ninety cents. Or some talking. That seems about, like a lot of money for like no moving parts. <laughs> hey, it's look. It, That's it's, what costs the money. Right. It's they've <laughs> spent so much time and money engineering this thing. They can't you don't look, you get a screwdriver though. Look at that. Okay. A right, Noctua nice. branded yep. screwdriver. It's nice. It's longer than the usual Noctua's too. It looks like a like a Torx end on it, it perhaps. Yeah, it does. Yep, it will be. Oh, great. Did Did you read about their optional fan for their fanless? Yes, I did. Cooler? Yes. The thirty dollar fan. Which sounds like a nice fan. It's a tw- one hundred twenty millimeter, like twelve decibel fan. I we think got it's numbers. charming. We've got some numbers. I think it's absolutely, absolutely charming. But they, they label it as semi-passive. Why would they do that? Okay, what can somebody translate this for because me? Because passive aggressive doesn't ring the right bells for I'm marketers. Just Google it because everybody's ignoring me. All right. Um, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Eleven hundred and eighty grams. It is two point six zero one pounds. Ooh. So last week I think Jeremy said it was three pounds. So that's I mean, probably with mounting mechanism and stuff it is. So just the heat sink without a fan is 2.6 pounds. It's copper with, that's the base and the heat pipes, aluminum cooling fins. They're really thick aluminum. And this number here interested me because they don't list TDPs. NSPR. What is NSPR? And the NSPR, Isn't that what they uh, chiseled on top of the arches when they built a new building in Italy? Yeah. Yes. Or SPQR, but that was Whatever. a different time. Yeah. But don't worry, the uh, NSPR is not NSFW. This is, You don't have to mute if you're listening to this. And work. I thought my bad joke was bad. Yeah, I can always take it down. Noctua's super performance rating. Standardized performance rating from Noctua. It's their own performance rating. They don't do TDPs. Ah. And if you look at their ratings, they have ranked their own coolers. So the most effective one has an NSPR of 183. That's the NHD15 Chromax Black SE AM4. Now you go down the list. Let's see, you've got like the U9 TR4 SP3. It's 118. Okay. The um, low profile, like that NHL91 59. Mm. AM4 version slightly better. Uh, 61. It's got. It's more copper. It's heavier. Way down at the very bottom, the least effective cooler they make, the NHP one for $109.90. So I ask you, if the cooler cannot even outperform the ultra-low profile NHL91, as big and thick as it is, why? Why would you do this? I guess any fanless cooler is going to look bad compared to any active cooler, pretty much, but... It just seems like you'd have to go out of your way to have like no case fans in order to to make it that bad. 
And then while you're at it, you know, don't use a refrigerator because that makes noise and don't have a dishwasher. Never run the water because water makes noise. Like, and for God's sakes, don't flush. I mean, you might hear a yeah, toilet. Flushing your toilet is obnoxious. That's like 50 no. decibels and right there. Who, whoever's running their AC or doing their laundry right now, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's okay. It's done. And, you know, I'm, it's we're in the middle of summer, so you're not allowed to use a fan. It's not allowed. Nope. So, yeah, anyway. What is this, Texas? Yeah. What about ground just, loop? What 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 if we just have that run in the background all day long? Oh, that's... Broke, that's oh, there it is. I can get used to that. As in, I could yeah. find exactly that frequency and remove it from the podcast. Or oh, it, it would be 60 hertz, by the way. <laughs> There's a range. There's harmonics. You can't just take out 60 hertz. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Granted, that uh, is probably true, but okay. it, it'll be right around there. By the way, let's just remind. Yeah, it just ahead. reminds me of that the the Be Quiet that I recently reviewed. Um, at most fan speeds, the thing is bloody inaudible. Um, you can't hear it over the power supply. You can't hear it over the other case fans uh, that that are running at you know like six hundred RPMs. So, you know, if this thing can't cool, what's the point, you know? I remember uh, when I first reviewed a Scythe Ninja air cooler, it was a Ninja 4, and it had a switch on the fans. And when I put it in the lowest setting, they were running at like 300 RPM, I think. I could not hear them. I was putting my ear on the fan to feel the vibration, to, to it's it, it was weird because you could see the blades moving, but there was no sound being produced, and that was a very effective cooler. So I just from my own experience of things like that, it's like I, I look at something like this, like I know there's fanless enthusiasts out there who the whole point is that there are no moving parts. I get it. And this is going to be paired with a Calmex in every photo of every fanless build for the next five years. Because that one Calm X, that palette, I think it is, who makes the Calm X series of passive cards, and the highest end one you can get is still the GTX 1050 Ti. It's going to be the GTX 1050 Ti Calm X and the NHP one. And it's going to be a thermally throttled CPU that could, all of this stuff could perform better and you wouldn't even be able to hear it, but it would defeat the purpose of being fanless, I guess. You ever see that uh, Streetcom? I think it's a Streetcom case, the all yeah. aluminum one that actually has the um, heat pipes that come off the side of the case and the external. Yeah. It's a cube. It's kind of a raised cube. I think that's people, if you want that sort of thing, maybe think about that case. Look at the uh, DB4 or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's very affordable, too. I mean, the, the fan lifestyle is it's such an affordable lifestyle. Because, you know, Kent, you're talking about that cooler that's like 30 bucks. Yeah, and exactly. It does a great job, and this thing's 110. It's going to be like, well, I mean, if you have a 35. Whatever happened to that Ionic Breeze thing that we went through for a while? Oh, it's a fanless case with active cooling via the Ionic Breeze. (laughs) You're getting like a good cubic foot per hour or two. And it also, uh, you know, does uh, ozone. It's win-win. I think that costs Close extra. yourself in a room with that and, you know. Oh, well. You know, some of those air purifiers with the UV light that are supposed to kill um, particles of whatever in the air, they make noise. They make kind of a high-pitched, you know that, mm-hmm. anybody here sensitive yeah. to the noise mm-hmm. of a CRT when the CRT's monitor is on? It's like a very high-pitched. Oh, guys- I haven't heard one in a while. Can't you guys hear your SSDs and your NVMEs on an open test bench? Because I can. You can hear those? There, there's you know something that, electrical going on. You know that sound yeah, when I can hear it. You're using, I think it's like a, I don't know if it's just an onboard audio thing, but you move your mouse to the left and to the right, and you're just like, yeah, sound yes. for every mouse. Uh, it's not the discs. Movement. I'm not really hearing the discs. There's some electrical yeah. so disturbance going on during writes. Well, actually, very soon I will have. I didn't have it done tonight, but I'll have this review completed. Did you know that ASRock has solved everything for everybody? All this time we've been doing. Oh, do it wrong tell. Because they're. Z590 Tai Chi board has separate USB controllers for the keyboard and mouse input so that you can 
stop trying to like all these they, their diagram shows these collisions like literally they have like letters a b and c colliding with ones and zeros and it's just this mess is yeah. all this time i've been doing it wrong it's it's it takes me I back to the days of a dedicated ps2 port for each peripheral i was gonna say you know that's i can finally move the, the reason why ps2 port yeah yeah well covered, it's because man. the the I.O. characteristic was very different between USB and and PS2. PS2 was an interrupt-driven I.O., and USB is on a bus that's polled I.O. So the way that the polling works is that the CPU wakes up and says, hey, do you got anything, do you got anything, do you got anything? Whereas the interrupt was, it ignored it until something came in, and then it stopped and serviced the request. So that's why real hardcore gamers still will use PS, PS2-style ports, because it's interrupt-driven. Hmm. Moving on. Okay, if we can. We can move on to a beautiful-looking case. Did you know that... I didn't even know that G-Skill made cases. Is this their first case? Or am I just completely in the dark here? Not only is it's it a, their first pyramid-shaped case, but it's it's this is a beautiful-looking enclosure. I don't I don't know if everybody's going to like the aesthetics of it, but it is the Z5i. This is look at the tasteful implementation of RGB in the logo in the lower left corner. Just underglow. It's got under. It's got there wings. is underglow. Look at, that, look at this. It's got wings. Oh, that's oh. that's kind of cool. Okay, that, chamber that's chamber design. Terrible. You can see that Founders Edition card yep. kind of peeking out from the back there. So you've got the PSU and motherboard on one side. It's an SFX power supply. And on the other side, you've got the GPU. But it's, it's a vertical yeah, orientation. Yeah, you can mount a GPU. Cooling consists, writes huh. Jeremy, of two 140-millimeter case fans or up to a 280AIO venting to the rear of the case. Okay, I, I wonder about yep. temperatures. I'm seeing a lot of... Because they want to keep the here. front... Well, see, that's the thing. Uh, you, the, the top obviously has a bit of a mesh, so it's going to be okay. pulling in from there and out the back. But if you're going to go with like a ridiculously clean front like they did, then you can't really have much venting, can you? So where, where do you think I, the airflow movement needs it. to go in this? Is it, you think it's top out or is it bottom? I think it's going to be effect. top and bottom out because you look at there's oh, some okay. big holes and in the, the floor back. of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's a strip if you look on the... Oh, look at all of them pixels falling apart. So yeah, when you look at the little video, they sort of show on the bottom that there is uh, some space there. Well, it's blocked off nicely by that shot. Okay, actually the back uh, is, is more vented than I thought. There. Yes, no, the it's back is wide open. Okay, although the, you know, the glass always acts as an insulator. It has glass on both sides, but it is a nice looking case. It is. We're just silent. I'm just silently watching the YouTube video. Sorry to the. Audience. Oh no, we're we're not supposed to be silent here. There really can't be any quiet. <laughs> Somebody's headphones are feeding your GPU. We're feeding back into the mic, by so the way. Yeah. And the GPU is pulling from the bottom. Okay. Oh yeah, I see it. You had me at ARGB Mini ITX. I mean, this is a lovely looking. The Z5i. It's not you. Mini ITX. You know what we don't know about it. The price, how big it is, and how much oh. it costs. Hmm. I mean, you can, we can way, sort of guess up. based off the GPU. Right, but. right. Yeah. That streetcom I was talking about a few minutes ago, it's stupid $315, so never mind. Forget I mentioned. I, was, I actually thought it was more than that, but yeah, well, definitely over 300 Yeah. If you can find it in stock. Great, great passive case, though, but mm -hmm. expensive. Yeah. yeah, for your 65-watt max CPU. Let's pause yeah. right here to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. Hey, thanks for looking up for businesses out there. And as a business owner, especially a small business owner, you're busier than ever. Look, you're focused on maintaining, managing, and growth, and you don't always have time for recruiting. So check out LinkedIn Jobs to find and hire the best candidates for free. In the past, I've used the system to locate new positions and potential candidates, so give it a try. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of over 740 million professionals. Their online forums have you fill out targeted screening questions to get your role found by the most qualified candidates with just the right experience, skills, and motivations you'll need. 
And afterwards, you'll be able to use their simple tools to filter and prioritize top candidates for further interviews. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person for your needs, and your first job post is now free. Just visit linkedin.com slash pcper. Again, that's linkedin.com slash pcper to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We're back. And Jeremy, it's, it's, that, it's our weekly check-in with Jeremy report on some new game although we just had e3 so you'd think there'd be a lot of new games although e3 was kind of well there was certainly a lot of what could be described as games released um but anybody pre-order their switch that was just not good (laughs) 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 that wasn't among the worst of the things that happened i I couldn't bring myself to watch it after catching little, little bits of things and then sort of catching a couple of guys on social media just, you know, uh, it was funnier to listen to them tear it apart than it was to watch anything. Yes, true. But remember when Bethesda said that they were going to do a space RPG a while back and then nothing for probably your two years or so? Well, now we know it's going to be Skyrim in space. Hmm. Or Fallout with guns in space, if you prefer. Because uh, they're releasing it. They're releasing it at eleven eleven twenty two, which is clever. Eleven years after Skyrim, because that was eleven really? eleven eleven. Yeah, oh. I did not remember that. <clears throat> yeah, that was. Josh, so, did you ever? Did you ever finish no, Skyrim? No, I haven't finished Josh? it. No, no. no. I, I know this one is sore spots. So I just wanted. Just wanted you to get that out there. I did once, and I keep thinking I should go back and like load it up with as many mods as I can, and I never actually do. There's just too many other There's games to mods. play. So yeah, they don't show us anything apart from a guy walking up a, a cargo ramp into his spacecraft, and some really interesting shots from inside the spacecraft, and then he wanders over and uh, sits down in his pilot seat. And, you know, that worked fairly well uh, in the other planets. The the ship was kind of interesting to walk through even after the hundredth time of doing it. Uh, X4 did not do it well uh, because you ended up just being stuck walking through animations you didn't want to with nothing you could actually do. So, I mean, it's gorgeous right now, but imagine you're walking in for the hundredth time and you have to climb a ladder and you have to walk by this mess which you're probably not even allowed to touch. In fact, one of the helmets even tells you not to touch it. And do not use. You walk up. Do not use. So I, I don't know. I, it's obviously not in-game footage. It's kind of curious what it is that they're trying to sell us on here. Uh, you know, I mean, some people, they absolutely love memorizing the startup sequence of, uh, you know, flight sim in space but uh others you know perhaps might not be so interested you get little robot buds as you can see just off to the right of the ship there and yeah so this is about all we know is that uh it's going to be this maybe it's just trying to prepare people for what colonization of mars would actually be like which would be like isolation depression and doing the same thing every day and so you just give up you know that does sound sort of like the <laughs> gameplay in some of those games yeah so i think that might be what oh i thought for. i thought you were talking about life in general there sorry i, I missed the no, i mean that was so that's you, that's the what's going to end up happening i feel it's like the, do you guys remember the first starcraft preview trailer yes mm-hmm it was the uh, it was the 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 guys in the ship, and they were they were scavenging out in space, and uh, yeah, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual game itself. Nope. I remember, oh, I, boy, I, was I, it gorgeous? I, I, put in, I put in my my Diablo disc. It says, "Do you want to have the StarCraft you know preview trailer?" And I did that, and I was like, "I'm never buying another game until StarCraft comes out." And like three years later, StarCraft still hadn't come out. So I, I <laughs> went back on that promise, and I actually never bought it until, like, 2010. He's been bitter ever and since. And then you found out. Ever since. I was mad. I was mad at, uh, I was mad at uh, that damn group. Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Know, the cut well, then, then they forced you to play through three. 
Exactly. You had to play through three or four missions, and then you got to see the game that actually looked like the demo that they sent out originally. And then you went back to the top-down RTS again. Yeah. Josh, I love you, Serge. You are not into Star Citizen. Oh, mm. no. That's an entire podcast in and of itself. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the movie um, Armageddon where they the they picked up the Russian guy and he ends up going into the back of the ship and smashing stuff going, American, Russian, all made in China. <laughs> smashing. Maybe that's going to be in there. That would be great. Hmm. That would be primo realistic. Speaking of percussive maintenance. Primo. Yes. Primo. Amazon Prime. Prime members. <laughs> Cloud yes, gaming. This is great. You know, Stadia is is such a it was such a hit and it's that it's a zombie now more of that right it's like people can't think it thinks it's still alive services i know isn't that funny amazon luna i love it when on this podcast is the first time hearing of any of this cloud gaming for prime members that want it writes jeremy hellstrom tell me more yeah but you gotta be a lunatic to think this is gonna succeed uh, so, yeah, you get a seven-day free trial, uh, kicking off if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber next week, so 21st. Uh, after that, it's going to run you six bucks a month. If you've got a Fire TV... Or is it? Uh, well, we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so if you've got a Fire TV, th- those dozens of you out there, uh, it will appear there. Or it's supposed to run on Windows and Macs and iPads and iPhones and even a couple of Android phones because there's nothing you want more than to play Metro Exodus on a cell phone on a cell signal. It's got to be a beautiful experience doing this. And the best part is that you're not actually going to be able to play that because that $6 a month gives you a handful of games. If you want to play the Ubisoft catalog that they seem to be pushing quite strongly there, oh, well, you know, that's sort of going to be an extra 15 bucks or so every month. That's what I was talking about. That right there. (laughs) So, yeah. So, boom. Now you're at the $20 mark. Mm. Now they're talking about uh, doing uh, 1080p, but they're saying some titles in 4K. without any more things. So I'm guaranteeing you that there will be no, a, a 4k tier that you'll be able to pay for and be incredibly disappointed. Even if you're running a gig down because yeah, I, I, every single time this is tried, it's failed or failed horribly somewhere in between those Amazon. Yes. You've got an amazing backbone. You've got a whole bunch of stuff in the background to be dealing with it, but if your guys are looking at it and going, okay, should we should be prioritizing the corporate customers that are shooting us millions of dollars or make sure that there's no stutter on this guy's uh, control session? And yeah, if, if you, you tell me if that's going to be worth the 20 bucks or so a month for however long it lasts. Oh, and there's a special controller too, if you want of course. it. It's, it's, tr- it's, it's oh, yeah. 20 bucks off. Uh, and it's, they, it's not free. Of course not. You gotta pay for it. What is it? Forty five dollars, yes. seventy dollars, something like it's that. It's more. No, yes. it's seventy bucks, but like, right now it's fifty. <laughs> I like this. Oh, Nick only for chat. prime members, though. People love latency. Only for yes. Yes. They do. That's why they can't get enough of these games. Actually, services. What people really love is negative latency. I mean, I think that's where the love that lies. That was Google's right there. key. That was the key to their success, and that's why it's been such a yes. long yes. hit. I just don't see a yeah, I, game streaming service like this succeeding until. Everybody has gigabit fiber, or at least everybody has access that wants it. Um, and still, you're going to be looking at latency issues, yeah. depending on how close or far away they are from yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. the hubs. There's a particular type of game where this would work. You just can't do anything where... What is the most popular type of PC game? So PC enthusiasts who would follow our uh, site or listen to the podcast. Fortnite? Yeah, well, Fortnite, of course, but yeah, first-person shooters. That's right, what, that's what drives first-person shooters. Yeah, industry going back to and, and e- Doom and Quake. E- esports. Esports is well, a close second. No, 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 but, no, no. Candy Crush. This is a perfect game. Well, oh, that's that's a legitimate that's a legitimate handheld game. Though. No, it is not. I mean, it is not a game. Okay, <laughs> let's have this okay. discussion. To be a all game, right, right. it must have a winning condition. 
You cannot win mm. Candy Crush. You can only advance mm. to the next level. And mm. the idea... Wait, the so surviving the Mars isn't a game? ...is to keep you playing so that you will spend money with microtransactions to get the helpers that you need to get to the next level. There is no winning condition. It is not a game. Sebastian, was Pac-Man a game? Well, okay, old arcade games, They their whole point was to get a high score. That's a win condition? No. That's a win condition? When you get to type in ASS at the very top. Wait, you're saying that you're justifying Candy Crush as being a game because old arcade cabinets didn't have save slots. Dragon's Lair had an end. It did. Yep. Yes, it did. Well, it had a lot of ends, just most of them were you dying. Wait, was this the, the Laserdisc game? Yes. It was yep. it was you it was you in a skeleton pile. That was how it ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think Dark Souls was mean. And that sucker was not a quarter in the uh, arcades. That cost no, a wee bit expensive. more to play. How was it? Was it seventy five cents? It was seventy five cents in my neck of the woods. Wow. I think it was seventy five. I was just glad they hadn't old. invented loonies back then, or it would have been right. a buck. It, did yeah. you get sixty seconds of play out of it? <laughs> no, you get three deaths. <laughs> yeah. And that was possible to do immediately. Yeah. Yes. You could fall down the sewers, end up where the spikes were, and then that was all she wrote. It was the, the fire ropes were like one of the first ones. Yep. You had to time that right and push the button, and yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yes. Moving along. Let's move hey. along to our hey. featured review of the week. Kent is here with us. Kent. He has taken some of the finest photos of one of the most interesting cases we've ever reviewed. With one of the worst names ever. I, it grew on me as I kept like it's, pasting no. stuff in and typing. It's, and it's, like, it's a what? terrible name. The SUSUPD, or SSUPD. Uh, you know, Kent, he spends a good portion of his review, you know, with some conjecture about what that might stand for, SSUPD. The Meshlicious Mini-ITX case, Kent, Please walk us through. So I've not built in very many uh, mini ITX cases, um, but this was absolutely the smallest I've built into this point. Uh, but it was an, um, actually an amazing building experience uh, just because of the design of the case. Um, it's, it's actually, for something, 14.6 liters, you'd think there's no way that that's going to be a decent building experience. But I essentially built three systems in that case, um, two of them over a day and a half, basically. Um, the two air-cooled systems uh, where I had the, the short graphics card um, with an ATX power supply in it. Then I had a what I feel is going to be the most common uh, use or for the case, which is uh, a CPU cooled by a 240 AIO and then an air-cooled graphics card, a triple-slot graphics card in it. Um, you don't think this is going to be the most common, the hardline build? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think only true maniacs are going to attempt that. Um, but... Because of the design, because all the panels on it are mesh or highly vented, um, except for the tempered glass on the model that I received, um, I would actually, unless you're doing a, a full hardline build in it, um, I would recommend just spending the 10 extra dollars and getting mesh all the way around on this case. It's not that the temperatures were bad, Um but I, I just think you'll get a better performance out of it, uh, just going mesh all the way around. Um, but when you remove the panels, the case is completely open. You can access everything in it very easily. Um, and it's tiny. Uh, you know, I wanted something that, you know, I felt our audience could, could <laughs> give a scale with. And what's better than a traditional pint of Irish lager? Yeah, exactly. Irish, English, English lager. Oh, very. That would be I, English. That's the Iron Iron Maiden. Uh, isn't that Eddie there? Yes. I think that yes. is. 
How Kent, how Kent like only, of you. Only bottle of beer, it's the only bottle of beer I own. <laughs> Here it is all disassembled. We have the nice skeleton mesh panels and, of course, that one tempered glass panel, but it's available with... I found it kind of interesting that the all mesh version was actually $10 more than the version with tempered yeah. glass. It, the way the, the panels are designed, I could kind of see it just cost them a little more money to make them. Probably mm. not $10, but... Well. Um, the, the fit and finish on this case was just absolutely top notch. When you clip the panels together, the, the gap where they meet is uniform and tight and, uh, it's just really top quality case, um, for, and for, you know, $119 for the all mesh version, the, you know, competing cases, you know, they're very limited supply normally, uh, low production levels, and they usually cost $200. Um, and this case is just, I've, I was blown away by how, how great a building experience it was in this case. Um, and I had decided that I was going to do a hardline uh, build in it. And I was actually not looking forward, but even the hardline build was not bad. Um, hmm. Just doing a little research ahead of time and knowing how much space I had for uh, specific components and just, you know, ordering the right fittings. Um, and that made it actually a, a pretty much a breeze. I was able to put a fill port and a drain port in this little 14.6 liter case. Uh, and it's right over uh, my right shoulder here right now. Yeah, I see it glistening in the background. Is it a glister or a glisten? Sh it's shimmering, maybe? And Is it camera right powered? Now. There we go. Nope, it's got a power cord on it. Oh, it's we Right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Um, I actually believe it is more heavy than the cinder block that is about the same size as the. Yes, so don't drop it. it. Look Kent, at, uh, yeah, will my, this will this be a keeper for you for a while? You're gonna kind of live with it, or what are you gonna do here? Uh, it is on my wife's desk um, as her daily system. Right, well, not right now, but uh, since I completed the build and. Uh, made sure there were no leaks or anything, but uh, yeah, it's it's been her system since then. Um, it's a Ryzen 5800X, um, Crucial Ballistic Max 4000 RAM, and a 2080 Ti for the Win 3 Hydrocopper. Oh, you know, no big deal. Look at this. This build looks like a contest winner, like, it's just pretty incredible set of components here yeah then, the price is right you know yeah <laughs> and then of course you did more than one build in it as we'll see you did more of a conventional build here it is with that alternate gpu mount i see because you can do full length cards if with these compact do, little cards if you do that style in it you do have to get a different riser cable mm. um the riser cable that comes with it is not long enough for that which i found yeah, I very see. strange huh interesting but really why would you That's... not use a full-length card in a case yeah. like this well no but it's just like the one millimeter too short is just vicious yeah, yeah. and i by the great photo by the way this is probably the best photo you could have taken of something so it's the the way that the connectors have to you have a, you have an included 90 degree hdmi cable no 90 degree right. display port unfortunately yes that mm -hmm. was disappointing and i will tell you that was hard to source um, yeah you probably have to use an adapter it, but it can't, i've never even seen a 90 degree display port adapter i don't think I'm sorry, Amazon Kent. Did you say you had to source this cable, or this came with the case? No, it doesn't. It doesn't come with a display port ninety degree. That is a display oh, okay. port cable. It comes okay. with a and and the it, it depends on the use case really. But it, the the HDMI cable that it comes with, 
um, is only four feet long. So it's very short. Um, that seems wrong. Yeah. Uh, At least so, you can get extensions for those easily enough. But yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So here we have a completed build um, with a conventional 240 millimeter. It looks like, looks like a cooler master of some kind. Mm -hmm. SFX power supply. There's plenty of room in here. There's plenty of room. Oh, yeah. I, and I didn't really cable manage that build super tightly. I just sort of pulled things out of the way yeah. of where they weren't getting into contact with any fans. Um, just to show how I, f I felt most people were probably going to build um, if they got this case. Um, and it was honestly a super easy experience. Uh, and the, that's, that's a 1080 TI, uh, actually it used to be a, an Arctic storm Zotac, um, which was their largest, most powerful card. Um, and took the water block off of it and put the, uh, Arctic cooler, uh, aftermarket on there. And, um, so that's a huge card and you can yeah. see that it fits. Um, it's almost fully triple slot deep. And, uh, I think the total length of that card is about 330 millimeters. Okay. So it's, it's huge and it fit and it worked fine. And that what, was an easy build. What about the fact that it's pointing the GPU down. So if you had any card that has rear exhaust, it doesn't really have anywhere to go. There's a gap down there, it, but it's not big. No, it and if you had a blower style card, yeah. I probably would not recommend this case. There's no way to mount it um, going out the other way, right? You'd have to turn the whole case upside down. You you'd have to turn the whole case upside down. I mean, you could conceivably put like spacers under the feet to lift it up um, the feet that are on it are very short it's really not designed to have any exhaust or intake in the at the bottom hmm. why is your case uh, sitting on a fan <laughs> the uh the reference 30 series from nvidia uh that rear fan is actually a blower so those would not be a good fit for this it would seem right i guess you have right. custom feet on it and kind of uh, i don't know well, let's talk about performance because we're we're to that point in the uh, as I'm scrolling here. This is no Thermals. like small task because you you run <laughs> OCCT set small FFTs thirty minutes for CPU GPU is Unigine Heaven Extreme 1080p for for thirty minutes in a twenty three mm -hmm. degree Celsius room. And look at this compared to the open test bed with the same components, CPU temperatures mm -hmm. barely Heard rise. From the GPU. Yep, the GPU goes up, but it only goes up seven degrees. But again, you had the one with tempered glass on that side. So no, no, on uh, on that on. test, um, uh, the, the tempered glass was on the CPU side. Okay, um, because the, uh, the CPU was using the AIO in front. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. So the mesh was over the uh, over the graphics card. Okay. Oh, so it's swappable is what you're saying. You could have the tempered glass yes. on either uh, side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can you can put the glass on either side. So another look at this glorious hardline build. Now, you're talking about the fit and finish, the, those kind of snap-on connectors. This company is a, like, sister company to Lian Lee. I'm assuming yes. it's, like, the same, like, tooling and... I would... it, it's... it's um, yeah, it's as good as, as any Lee and Lee case I've personally experienced. And you gave that the, um, uh, that the low profile award. cooler um, pump there. That's a Barrow, isn't it? That's a Barrow, UK and that manufacturer China. China. Oh well, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, um, but that. You could do a, a, a full loop in this case um, with a standard reservoir and pump, DTC pump, um, if you planned everything right. But that little item made that build go so much more easily. Just having the pump and reservoir attached to the, the CPU block and go from there. Oh. Nice build, Kent. Yeah. 
Very nice. And the, I feel like there's so many possibilities for that case, especially if you get the all mesh one, because then having dealt recently in some cases that are vented on all sides, you're really, it's just whatever components you want to put into it. Noise levels are going to be completely component dependent at that point because it doesn't come with any fans. So, D depending on Could what it fit that giant you thermal to... take passive cooler. The only issue I've noticed in some of the smaller cases is the position sometimes of where the radiator versus like an AIO pump might be and which thing is physically higher, you know, due to like a gravity situation of where the air bubbles might end up. So I've noticed certain right. cases kind of force you to position certain things in a suboptimal way sometimes. Yeah, Especially the small cases the, too. The best way on this one uh, would be running, I mean, and it's generally the best way is running the tubes to the bottom of the radiator from the AIO. Um, the, and I, depending on what you're wanting to do, if you're wanting to build a sort of a low power system or, you know, an HTPC with some storage and a short graphics card, it might not be the best case. You could do it in this. Um, I think most scenarios, I think most people are going to want to use an AIO on the, on the CPU um, because it's, it's only, depending on where you position the motherboard tray, it's only about 73 millimeters maximum CPU cooler height. So you can't get a, a, a big air cooler on it. So if you're wanting to run a higher power CPU, you're going to want to run an AIO. And But with the way the other side's designed, you could put as big of an air-cooled graphics card in there as you wanted to, run an AIO on the CPU, and you could have a beast of a system in a form factor that takes up 0.44 square feet of your desk. Well, that is the SS. What does SSUPD stand for officially? Oh, why don't you oh, read what he says it stands uh, for? A movie. It, it's worth it's worth reading the review just to find all of the little Easter eggs as he just throws in as a little aside. Like, I think SS there's a Sharon Stone yeah. quote in there. Yeah, well, there not is, a quote, but and there's that kind of has to be. There's insulting mm. me and my delinquency with getting the podcast up on time, apparently, at did times. He, and did he call you delinquent? Did he, he really did. call you delinquent? I thought it was oh, going to be diligent. Like Sebastian gets the podcast up mm. diligently. No, no, no. It's like Sebastian something, something. He didn't call you delicious. Well, Don't complain too much. Nice, it, it, it's been nice joining you all from what will be my final podcast, apparently. <laughs> you know, it's okay. I can take and it. it's only only 50% of the time is it his fault. <laughs> Right. The other half is mine. <laughs> that was my fault. All right. Well, check out the review. All a lot of photos and uh, some a very, very impressive build in there. But let's move on to our last segment. It's picks of the week. And Josh. Picks. What do yeah. you have for it? You know, I, I may have done this uh, some months ago, but it's on sale again. And it's the uh, it's it's the least expensive LG OLED 55 inch CX 2020 model, and it's under thirteen hundred bucks now. I think Newegg may have it for a little cheaper, but hmm. not much. This one says used. Wait, what? It says buy used, like new, sold by G Overstock. Oh, you can. Anyway, well, hmm. shoot. Hold on. Oh. I'm looking at what Best Buy has. I think this is the same model. Is this the... Uh... It doesn't support Luna, though. Let's hmm? see. Best Buy has it for $12.99. What's funny is, if you look over here, the 48... Well, that's the BX, not the CX. Oh, okay. The BX. So you can get a BX for $12.99. The 48-inch CX is $12.99. There's, uh -huh. there's a lot of uh, OLEDs now because we have like years colliding and there's the C and the B and the new A series. Apparently the, the new LG OLEDs are going to be amazing. And they didn't pay hmm. me to say that. Yeah, yeah the BX a... is 1297 at Newegg. 
Is it? And the CX is a hundred dollars more. Okay. There's so a, a comment in um, in YouTube chat that says that LG is doing a uh, has a situation where some sellers that are under MSRP have to have to set them as used. That makes sense. In order to yeah. in order to kind of sidestep the hey, you know, the reason why we're under your MSRP is because this isn't new, when in fact it may very well be new. That sounds unfortunately legitimate. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I I still want one. Not going to happen anytime soon, but I I still want OLED. Get that good HDR going with the mm. uh, the Xbox Series X. Yes. And uh, finally get that, that Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the 4K. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Jeremy, I need a link. Your link does not exist. Oh, I wanted to see it's if you got uh, signed her to Gmail or not. Dang it. Oh. Oh, does man. Does it do more now? That's, that's I cold. No, that, I, uh, I, Firefox updated itself, and I don't like it. No, it's ugly as all yes, sin. Yes, it is. I, I really don't like the bumped out tabs. No. Have you noticed that in your Gmail, you now have a whole crap load more apps? Really? This is something that I thought was a little bit weird. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's a PC perspective thing. And I checked out my personal one. And no, I now have a whole bunch of fun little things that used to be only included in the G Suite. And apparently this is actually a thing and they've, they've rebranded it as uh, Google Spaces, I think it is. <laughs> so essentially, if you've got Gmail, you now have no need for going out and buying Office 365 unless you're really in love with uh, Microsoft's interface. Because you got just about every single one of the things that you'd want from them for free attached to your Gmail account. It's very obvious that I saw a lot this week that I wanted to pick if that's what I had to go with, if you hadn't figured that out. But yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning because probably just about everyone's got it. And so it's, you know, nice to have a little bit more free usability. I just took the high road this week and I just didn't have a pick at all. But Brett did. Tell I us. did, and I went with I went with uh, I went with this little guy right here because it's oh, been the tug hair. not. Yeah, the tug hair. It's been a very effective uh, cooler on a uh, heavily overclocked 8600K that I've been using as a gaming uh, PC. And um, it's not very big. It's got a couple of really quiet fans on it. It hardly makes any noise at all. These are these are wonderful fans, surprisingly. And it's it works really great. So I thought I would talk it up and say, you guys should take a look at it. 60 bucks on Amazon. Yep. With and it's the dual fan unit. Copper. Oh, yeah, two fans. So that's not bad. Two up fans. It's RPM. pretty good. Says it does 180 mm-hmm. watt TDP. Yep. Now you're not using it with the right CPU. The only thing that our you know audience probably cares about is how does it perform with like a 5800X. Not well, it would be much better actually because it's cooler. Rate. It's cooler. Yeah. Well, because the that's a actually it's a in my opinion it's a good example because it runs very hot. So no, if it's it if it actually example. keeps it all right, and so it's not a good example in your world. <laughs> Look, Intel, but it does it does a fine job on a on a hot Intel chip. It would be fantastic on fantastic. a on an AMD chip. See, not you not know, I didn't passive. mean it like that. So you're not being passive aggressive when you talk about no. how fantastic. I'm not. It is. I'm not. So yeah, it's not an expensive cooler. It's been working great. Give that a look. Hey, speaking of fantastic, how about Fantastech? It's that's what it says on my screen. Fantastech price protection for this offer, Kent. Tell us more. It's true. It's a new thing. It's all over the place now. Fantastic. It's all over the place. Fantastic. <laughs> if you're looking for 12 cores and 24 threads in your CPU and you're wanting 7 nanometer architecture, the 5000 series is kind of hard to get in the 5900X, but the 3900X is still out there. Pretty easy to get and at. A really good price at the moment on Newegg at four nineteen ninety nine. Back ordered, but it's coming in soon. It says you can up, order up to two per customer. It's coming in stock on June eighteenth. Oh, it was not back ordered earlier today. It's too good of a deal. Four nineteen nope. for a twelve core, yeah. twenty four thread part. 
yeah, it's not as fast as the 5900X, but you can actually buy it, and it's cheaper. So, yep. What's wrong with that? I was going to pick the uh, H510 Elite that you reviewed because it was on a bit of a sale, and I was saw that fantastic price protection. I had no idea what the hell was going on. It's super. It's super thin, uh, fat tech protection for your for your 10 nanometer Intel CPUs. What about your 14 nanometer plus 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 plus? Isn't that what Superfin is, really? It's <laughs> rebranding the same. Okay. Uh, that's our show, I think. Because that was Picks of the Week, and that's it. We're out. It's It's been a quick one. We've only been recording for about an hour. And I, it's, I don't know what to say. It's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. I actually get to go to bed at a reasonable time. You do. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. I can watch the third Thank period. You. Yeah, you can. There's probably that. there's probably sports going on somewhere in the world. 